0: Welcome to the Smart Driving Cars podcast. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with the Faculty Chair of Autonomous Vehicle Engineering at Princeton University, Alan Kornhauser. Hi, Alan. Hi, Fred. Well, we're at the end of a weekend, and we're ready for another great discussion here. On top, in the latest edition of the Smart Driving Cars newsletter, is a piece from the Union of Concerned Scientists, titled, Where Are Self-Driving Cars Taking Us? And this is a really interesting report.
1: Yes, it is a very interesting report, and it is um, it is a look really in the Washington D.C. area uh, at uh, various alternatives going out to uh, to twenty forty and the implications of what uh, automated vehicles might have on all that, and uh, and they come up with uh, key findings, um, and their key findings are are. In some sense, of course, not surprising. Um, avoid congestion. Um, to avoid congestions, the uh, automated vehicle deployment must prioritize the movement of people over vehicles. Well, absolutely, um, um We've been talking about this for some time. Uh, We have to get to a sharing um, environment out here in mobility. Else, um, you know, if we have to put one vehicle around each person, um, that's congestion. But if you put two people uh, in each vehicle, that certainly helps. So uh, that's a great finding. And and, uh, they also then say to uh, maintain multimodal access and improve equity. Mass transit must be modernized and improved, and I think that's true but but it implies that that, that I don't think they understand automated vehicles and especially not uh, the driverless piece of automated vehicles
0: and in, in seeing that you mean as a form of mass transit in a sense
1: that's right i mean why don't why don't they recognize that as a form of mass transit it's hard to it's hard to read, but I think. They're assuming people are going to own these things and and they don't see them as really the opportunity uh, to use this mobility machine, as we've called it here, and really then provide that mobility and and, and mobility to everybody. Uh, So, yes, mass transit must be modernized, but it's modernized by now including driverless shared ride vehicles. And, and that's how it's improved. And I think they miss it. But maybe I'm not being fair, but um, uh, I don't know. And you
0: know, when people and think then, mass transit, typically they're thinking bus, train, et cetera. And what we're talking about here are typically considerably smaller vehicles, vans, et cetera.
1: Yes, but these are concerned scientists. You would expect them to be a little bit smarter, When you? I mean... Uh, and and to see that in fact, what is mass transit? It's it's a provision of mobility to everyone, and 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 that doesn't necessarily have to be with a, whatever passenger bus and and uh, and subways. And uh, maybe I'm being unfair. Uh, I, and then also they they say to reduce pollution and 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 uh, associated with increased driving automated vehicles aren't going to be driven okay and, and um excuse me uh, but um, um uh, these are mobi- uh, these are mobility machines again and of course they're going to be powered by electricity or some very efficient fuel uh, because uh, that's what the the fleet manager is going to want to do or the the um, uh, modernized mass transit system that is operating these things. But but what is more of concern to me, while it's a good report, they did a thorough study and and they really uh, come up uh, with uh, uh, quantitative measures uh, or a quantitative measure in which to do this, uh, which they uh, use the term accessibility. Uh, But in fact... um, uh, one, I'm not sure that they really did the analysis uh, correctly. Uh, first of all, they only looked at um, home to work or or accessibility of jobs, uh, where mobility is really to improve quality of life, and that mobility is provided for everyone to do uh, more than just go to work. And um, there's no mention about um, uh, mobility to uh, do other things like uh, go to the theater or uh, go to the museum or uh, go shopping or, or go to a sporting event. Um, uh, but maybe I'm being enormously unfair. But again, these are um, uh, concerned scientists. Uh, so it should be that. And then in their whole discussion with respect to accessibility, um, I, I don't—I uh, question whether or not they did the the, the computational procedures correctly uh, in their analysis, uh, because um, because it is a very tricky thing. Uh, to be able to um, especially when you're looking at the, at the implications of congestion in all this, and of course, the congestion piece uh, is then trying to motivate uh, the fact that there should be shared rides, uh, but in the looking of of the uh, and doing the analysis in the Washington area. Um, I think um, I think there are some analytical uh, procedures uh, that they may not have done uh, really correctly because it is very tricky and 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 very computationally intensive uh, to be able to look at the, and do um, uh, comparative scenarios uh, and having those comparative scenarios uh, really uh, each uh, compute. Uh, congestion appropriately, so that they can actually quantify the implications uh on congestion of the um, uh, of the various uh, uh, op- operating scenarios that they had uh, for example with and with it without uh ride sharing, which is very important and in um, in the uh representations of the uh, analysis that they did um they don't really cite very carefully uh, exactly what they did uh but from what they from what they cite um um uh, i don't i'd like to get the data that they used and see whether or not in fact um uh they performed the uh analysis um, uh, properly uh but whether they did or they didn't um, I support them and and I I, uh, I appreciate uh, their key findings. Uh, I just question uh, the uh, analytical um, or the representation of their analysis that they present in the in the report. Uh, just wasn't clear enough uh, for anyone to really um, uh, want to understand exactly what they computed and to be able to, uh, to basically uh, also um, uh, verify their results.
0: Well, it sounds like in, in, in the findings, at least, you're pretty much on the same page, at least when it comes to the idea of uh, prioritizing the movement of people over vehicles.
1: Absolutely, but I guess I was looking for more since since you know this isn't just uh, you know some writer for for some magazine or something you know this is a serious group who should be doing serious analysis and doing uh, and presenting uh, you know some uh, some serious results and I just think that uh, from what they presented. Uh, one, uh, I don't know uh, that the description of what they said they did leads uh, to the numbers that they displayed in the report.
0: Moving on uh, in the uh, latest newsletter from Roadshow, a headline that says Waymo self-driving cars can now respond to traffic cops hand signals. Is an important step, I suppose, if, uh, if this is all accurate.
1: I think I think it is an important step because, of course, uh, well, the reason one of the reasons why I think last time I made a presentation uh, to a group, uh, of course, um, a um, a um, law enforcement personnel was in there and raised his hand and said, "Well, you know, I'm out there directing traffic. Uh, is it going to run me over?" And I said, uh, "Well." of no, because of course uh, these systems are going to have to be capable of doing that, and I'm I'm uh, glad to see that um, that Waymo um, uh, now admits that they can do that, provided uh, at least some evidence that they can by it with the uh, with the video that they present, and um, I'm I'm sure that they're not. Um, Uh, Just um, one example that, in fact, uh, this system uh, works uh, and works in the situations that they've tested it in Arizona and maybe other places, and probably more importantly, works in in the simulation environment where they probably exhaustively tested um, this system. But um, it's nice to see uh, so that uh, next time I or others have a Uh, are making a presentation, and someone asks, well, what about hand signals? Um, Yes, of course, these things have to understand hand signals, and there's at least one example of a system that does.
0: 9to5Mac reported that uh, Apple has published a brief overview of its approach to autonomous driving system safety, and this really does seem brief
1: uh yes well you know uh, last year or now maybe it's 18 months ago uh, nitsa did um, requests from uh, uh everyone who was uh, who's uh, trying to uh, develop uh, driverless vehicles uh to basically provide them a report of their approaches on s- to safety and uh, a number of of, of uh um, of companies have uh, general motors uh, cruise has uh, waymo has and 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 a number of others and it's nice to see that apple um, submitted one also um it has of course a, a lot of platitudes and and so on like the other ones it is uh, vague uh but uh, but at least it indicates that uh, even though recently um um Apple released um, 120 or so employees of their uh, right. uh, the, of their program on uh, that's trying to develop autonomous vehicles. Apparently, they're still in business uh, trying to make it happen. Um, their uh, the numbers that uh, uh, that they reported uh, to the uh, California DMV uh, for the past year on disengagements, which is the really the only quantitative number that is out there uh, that is uh, made available by any of the um, uh, folks that are in this business, Uh, even though um, not everybody agrees on the definition of what is at this engagement, but it it is one measure in which uh, uh, some comparison can be made uh, among uh, the participants. Apple's numbers were um, uh, maybe not the greatest. However, uh, because they're basically they were uh, they had one disengagement per uh, mile or so, I think, or you know, at 1.1 miles, um, uh, where Waymo was up at uh, one disengagement per what over 5,000 miles. I don't recall what the numbers were this year exactly, but. Uh, but apple's numbers weren't um, weren't anything to write home about except for uh maybe uh what apple did was just test in very difficult uh, conditions uh for which um, uh disengagements in difficult conditions could be much higher than of course uh, disengagements in easy uh conditions uh so the numbers really aren't uh, explicitly uh, comparable, uh, but even um, uh, with the number of disengagements they have, they're out there, they're um, seemingly continuing to work and, um, and uh, improving their products. So it's nice to see that they haven't uh, thrown in the towel.
0: Next story is from Electric, uh, that BMW and Daimler have invested a billion dollars on shared programs for all electric on-demand autonomous mobility, and there are a few different partnerships that it, it appears going on here, or at least plans that they're going to be partnering on.
1: Right. So um, uh, the two companies are joining together. We've uh, we've seen uh, uh, GM uh, uh, join with Honda on some things. Uh, yes, the, the tri- our traditional OEMs are joining together. Um, but when they uh, say about the, their programs, uh, their programs in all-electric, on-demand, autonomous mobility, um, and when uh, the autonomous mobility piece is uh, okay, uh, some of this has to do with safe driving. Uh, some of it has to do with uh, self-driving. Um, little of it has to do with uh, driverless. Uh, so, uh, uh, so one wonders, uh, which piece of this, um, these programs, um, uh, these joint ventures are focused on. Uh, yes, uh, the OEMs, uh, would like to, uh, uh, to, um, have electric mobility, uh, be efficient in terms of its charging and have more charging places. Um, yes, uh, uh, self-driving cars and safe-driving cars are still going to need places to park. Uh, yes, um, uh, they're interested in car sharing.
0: Uh, and ride-hailing. Ride-sharing, Car
1: sharing is not ride-sharing. Uh, car sharing is that, uh, is that I buy a car and I let you use it sometimes. Uh, but they're still selling cars to individuals. Uh, so, uh, but there yes, is
0: there is mention here too, though, of uh, of a taxi ride hailing service partnership. Uh, yes, the
1: there's taxi ride hailing, but it's not necessarily driverless taxi right. ride hailing, and uh, and it may be focused just on the ride hailing app, so that the D D S and 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 uh, Ubers and 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 the lifts of this world. Um, can participate in that and maybe that they can sell their cars to lift drivers, taxi drivers, uh, Uber drivers, and DD drivers. I'm not sure. Uh, so um, um, anyway, uh, yes, these are, these are interesting uh, activities uh, for them to uh, join up and work on. Uh, but most of them are still focused on, uh, on them selling uh, cars uh, to us as consumers.
0: Over the course of all these podcasts, you've had some kind things to say now and then about Tesla and its ability to to update its cars over the air. And what a great thing that is. Uh, Surprising maybe to some that the Tesla Model 3 is no longer being recommended by Consumer Reports. An interesting move here, maybe
1: yes apparently uh there have been some customer complaints associated with the the quality of the vehicle that's coming off the line and so consumer reports uh, i guess has heard about these things and is reporting it back uh, <clears throat> so um i think this may very well be more of a of a production uh, problem uh and um I, I, I don't know. I, I guess. Well, from that, from
0: what I read, I think Tesla has already responded that uh, that the issues uh, that Consumer Reports based its decision here on have already been addressed, and and that uh, they're very popular with their owners. <laughs> Let's put it that way.
1: Well, you you would expect Tesla to come out and, right and and say that in in response, and um, and. Uh, I, I, we have to assume that Consumer Reports is fair, and and, and gets reports uh, from um, from consumers about uh, each kind of uh, of uh, automobile from each of the OEMs, and um, and uh, I guess since they uh, called out uh, the Tesla Model Three specifically. Uh, as having uh, maybe um, uh, more uh, consumer complaints than the others is the way I interpret uh, that uh, from from consumer reports. And one, uh, of course, hopes that um, Tesla is listening to those things and making sure that, um, that their assembly lines um, that are creating the Model 3 uh, are uh, really uh, working well and producing a good product. In some sense it's it's not surprising that they should have some challenges uh, given uh, the extremely um, rapid uh, ramp up of production that they've gone through. Uh, maybe it's l- less than what Elon Musk promised in terms of of um, how many they were going to produce by when, but certainly um, uh, they uh, they really have increased production a great deal. And one, I think I would think it's somewhat normal that, uh, maybe not absolutely everything goes perfectly. Uh, but it seems as if, um, uh, the car is, is, is really a pretty good car and, uh, maybe, um, uh, consumer reports, um, overreacted a little bit.
0: Well, Musk is raising some eyebrows with another promise, uh, this past week, uh, he said he made a lot of headlines, claiming that uh, fully self-driving cars are going to be on the road by 2020, with drivers able to sleep in their vehicles.
1: Well, you know this this is this is truly irresponsible of him. Okay, um, because. Uh, uh, Maybe maybe they can you know for a specific trip from A to B or most of a specific trip, but when he goes out and says it can do it from A to B uh, on the whole trip, um, uh, he he's just he, he's just over overstating uh, the capability. It is not there's no way that's going to happen uh, uh, for more than uh, one or a few, uh, one or two or a few places. Uh, And and most unfortunately uh, someone who buys one of these cars thinking that it's going to be uh, able to do this for where, wherever that person comes from and goes to and the, and the vehicle you just summon it and it's going to come to you. Uh, Maybe on private property it might do that. But my goodness, uh, if he ever says that, in fact, these vehicles are going to uh, run uh, down my street uh, without anybody in them, uh, with the extent of of the uh, information and testing uh, that that he's done, uh, I'm going to not be very happy that that vehicle is going down my street. Uh, So um, um, I think this is this is uh, way over the top and um, and it's no longer cute. Um, If this is his way to uh, to basically, as I call it, uh, it's Elon bait. Instead of it being clickbait, it's for people to now, you know, listen to what Elon is saying. Um, This has gone a little bit too far.
0: There's Another report in uh, in the. uh latest edition of of the newsletter that says how Intel is becoming a leader in the driverless car and lots of competition. And we're going to be hearing from them, I guess, directly in a couple of months.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, yes, uh, we expect to have them at the the smart driving car summit and others uh, who, uh, who are in competition to produce uh, basically the Silicon, uh, the, um, the computational environments um that uh, really will uh, at some point allow a driverless vehicle to drive down my street and um and uh, uh, so um it's uh, it's it's nice to see that um that um, um intel is making a strong bid uh to um uh, to lead that effort um, certainly nvidia's been in there. Amarella's been in there. Uh, others have been in there. Um, uh, so um, it's, uh, everybody welcomes uh, uh, Intel, who has been in there. Look, uh, they went out and and, and purchased Mobileye, uh, and uh, now and uh, not only uh, now they're I guess looking not only to leverage uh, the software piece of it, uh, but also the computational hardware piece. And so I just. Um, uh, that was nice to see the, them, uh, basically coming out publicly, um, uh, reporting their, their efforts in this area.
0: There was a piece in the, uh, Scottish legal news that wound up in the newsletter with a headline, faculty warns advanced tech and driverless cars could obscure cause of accidents. Well, you know, uh, Yes, technically,
1: um, in, in, the, uh, in the algorithmic stack uh, that basically takes and, and, uh, and interprets um, um, what is going on around the vehicle and then makes decisions as to whether or not to hit the brake gas or turn the steering wheel or all three, or not, not the brake and the gas at the same time, of course, Uh, Maybe, Uh, but um, uh, but to do that, uh, uh, lots of folks are looking at using uh, AI and basically deep learning and systems that are really uh, uh, black boxes, as they're termed. Uh, They're uh, they're trained in a mechanism uh, where uh, you basically take uh, the inputs and you know the outputs. And uh, by knowing what, what uh, you want on the output from the input, you figure out the insides uh, that will give you that. And then you go out and apply it. And that's sort of this, this simplistic way to look at it. Uh, the fundamental problem with uh, that uh, artificial intelligence approach to uh, taking um, uh, the sensor inputs and then uh, start turning the steering wheel Uh, or applying the brakes or applying the the throttle is that that, uh, you really don't know why it did that Uh, because it's really just a correlation uh, that's been built uh, between um, uh, the inputs in situations where you knew the output. And if you can then determine that correlation – uh, which you do in the training of these things, uh, then you just uh, then apply it. Uh, but you don't know why. Uh, and so that is the focus of this particular um, um, concern. Uh, and it, it, it's appropriate, except it's it's asking the why at, at, at a level that is really uh, uh, not really um, important. Uh, the, the why a crash is more about uh, what it is uh, that uh, that the situation was uh, leading up to uh, the crash and uh, what controls were applied uh, uh, that uh, led or uh, didn't preclude the, the crash. And um, and uh, whether or not um, uh, there is one piece or not a part of a of a, a of a uh, deep learning algorithm um, uh, that uh, uh, provided the, the the wrong control um, is not really the question. The question is uh, is that, the, that 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 piece of the AI provided the wrong control. And so, in some sense, uh, one should be, uh, in, in some sense, correcting or condemning um, the whole black box. Um, exactly why or what went on in that black box to do it uh, is not the central question. Uh, one, because uh, so far, nobody can figure out what that is. Uh, but uh, the fact that it can be isolated uh, to uh, this deep learning uh, part of the algorithm or that uh, deep learning algorithm or that piece of the AI that can always also uh, and and will be determined uh, so this is uh this is very much of a nuance um, um, I guess lawyers love nuances and, uh, that's what keeps the meter ticking uh, but um, sort of the, the question that they raise at least to me is is um, more of a, a philosophical question on the line of the, um, of the trolley problem uh, rather than a, a real issue. Uh, what we need are algorithms and processes that in fact um, uh, don't lead uh, to, uh, uh, to decisions uh, that then uh, result in crashes. And so um, uh, if, uh, if uh, a particular piece of the algorithm leads to a crash, uh, then it needs to be fixed and improved. Um, it's the fault. Uh, blame it um, um, and, uh, and move on and correct it.
0: Finally, we're going to move into the half-baked stuff that probably doesn't deserve your time section of the newsletter. And on top, is a piece from Fortune that says, How self-driving cars can help make cities better. And it says driverless cars promise to reshape cities beyond just easing traffic congestion. These futuristic vehicles generate vast amounts of data that officials hope to use to fill potholes more quickly, replace parking lots with parks, and create traffic lanes for buses and first responders. Um, You didn't think a whole lot about this piece. Or you don't no, think much of it? So anyway. No, I,
1: I don't. Look, the reason we're doing all this, at least the reason I'm doing all this or participating in this is not to collect collect a bunch of data um uh so that uh so that uh, one can do the kinds of things that, that they were doing or that they're, they're suggesting that they're to do uh to make all this a smart city what's really important is that is the mobility that's provided to individuals and in the improvement of their quality of life and and focusing on on the data that's that's collected by this is just um, I mean, I, I don't know, one, silly, uh, uh, two, and, and two, it, it's, it's, it then suggests, my goodness, uh, is the objective here uh, to invade everybody's privacy? Uh, I thought all this was to provide mobility and independence and on-demand and, and, and capabilities and, and, and really, I'll say it again, on-independence of, of individuals. And um, and this this thought that all of a sudden this is going to be the way we, we then gather data that then goes out and manipulates uh, people and things is is I don't know uh, just it just smells bad to me I, uh, that's <laughs> that you know that's that's at best a tertiary uh, reason uh, and it is way down uh, down the line of the food chain so uh, I just. I would expect more out of fortune than than a silly report such as this.
0: Well, there was another one from How to Geek that's titled uh, Why You Can't Buy a Self-Driving Car in 2019. And it says things like manufacturers seem to be making progress every day. But when will you have a self-driving car in your driveway? That must have made you fall out of your seat.
1: <laughs> well, you know, this is this gets back to people are tired of hearing me just say, look, nobody knows what anybody's talking about here. Everybody mixes it up, and and they fail to realize that there are you know safe driving cars, self driving cars, and driverless cars, and and safe driving cars are available now. You can go down the Toyota dealer and buy one. You can go you know that that has a lot of of automated the. Uh, Safety equipment on it—it's just not as good as it should be and and could be, uh, and and will be. Uh, But you can go out there and and buy, um, you know, this year's versions, and the OEMs are moving to make that available. Self-driving, Elon will tell you that's already here, and I agree with them. You know, as long as everybody realizes that in self-driving. Uh, you have to remain a, a responsible individual and you have to continue to pay attention, be alert, uh, because the, the self driving doesn't do it all the time. And which is why I got so upset with Elon saying, now you can go to sleep. Um,
0: um, well, next year. <laughs> don't,
1: don't lead people to think that they can do that. Right. Okay. Those are available. And then if what the article is really about, if it is about uh, driverless cars, then those aren't available. And guess what? They're not going to be available for you to buy. I don't believe. One, there isn't a market for them. Uh, there, there is essentially no market uh, for a car that you can't drive that doesn't have a steering wheel. OK, and, and why? Because otherwise you'll have I can't drive anxiety and you'll never buy it. Uh, plus, as, as we keep repeating to people, uh, these are mobility machines. And, and if they are mobility machines, they, sh- they should be doing work uh, for what they're supposed to be doing, not collecting data for somebody to make some goofy decisions about goofinesses, uh, but to, to provide mobility to people. And so if, if, the, if this mobility machine that is so valuable to provide mobility to folks who, who could really use it and need it, uh, it shouldn't be sitting around in your driveway doing nothing all day long or sitting around in a parking lot while you're at work waiting for you to go home. Those vehicles should be out there uh, doing what they're supposed to be doing, providing mobility uh, to folks. And so, and so, uh, they you, you won't buy one. Plus, uh, none of us are really equipped uh, to be responsible enough uh, to 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 manage and, and appropriately use a driverless vehicle. Okay, um, we don't have the entourage to basically uh, oversee it remotely and make sure. It, what if something happens? Uh, are we going to then hop into something to go out and, and 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 take care of it or anything like that? No, I mean, and plus, uh, I don't know. Maybe the rest of the audience and everybody, and maybe Fred, you maintain your car in meticulous conditions. Um, I used to change the oil. Um, I don't know. Um, these things are, are going to need uh, professional uh, monitoring and maintenance. And and uh, at least uh, in the beginning, uh, there's no way that us as individuals are, are equipped uh, to be able to be a responsible owner and manager of a driverless vehicle. So, uh, to me, that's the answer to the question. Uh, but, of course, um, I don't know. I guess we're on different planets.
0: <laughs> well, on that note, um, and, and Musk is, is going to take us to whatever planet you want to go to, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you can find us at SmartDrivingCar.com, on Anchor FM, Spotify, TuneIn, Apple, Google, Spreaker, SoundCloud, and more Ask your smart speaker to play us. You can find my tech reports at textdonation.com. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with Alan Kornhauser. Thank you for listening.